There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is going on, Angel fans? This is Daniel Garcia from the All Angels Podcast. I'll give you a full look, I guess, behind the curtain. I did this interview today, and it was supposed to play for us tomorrow on our regular podcast, but... Uh, we went, you know, we went not, I want to say long because, I mean, longer the better. I love talking baseball, but longer than we felt it would fit in our regular show. It would take too much of our regular show with everything going on with the managerial coaching changes. We want to make sure we had a good portion of time for tomorrow's podcast. So I'm putting this out now as a special, uh, I guess, another interview podcast because that's pretty much what it is. I was lucky enough to uh, reach out and talk to Danny Rocket, and he has the San, San Ranto podcast. I think I'm saying it right. I jacked it up in the, in the interview. You'll hear it. But anyways, he covers the Cubs out in Chicago and obviously with the Joe Madden rumors and Osmus being let go and, and Ari, all the changes going on, I figured it'd be a perfect time to talk to someone from Chicago that has seen Joe the last five years, what he did well, what he didn't do well, the atmosphere around him, you know, kind of the Chicago themed, um, kind of the Chicago thought behind Joe Madden and whether or not he should have been let go or anything like that. So the, the interview was really, really good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. That's why I'm putting it out now. Literally, I just wrapped with him. So uh, this will probably hit the hit your phone or tablet or computer probably 45 minutes after the interview was actually done. So um, it was an awesome interview, a lot of fun to talk. And again, I always enjoy getting outside views from fans that are uh, – follow other teams because then you just you get out of the bubble of southern california and the angels and all that stuff so definitely a lot of fun i'll put his twitter and all his information in the description so if you want to look in the description if give him a follow or anything like that uh do it so before i play that uh football is back Le'Veon bell or Le'Veon bell yeah is with the jets odell beckham jr and Jarvis landry have teamed up once again in cleveland the one thing that hasn't changed though is where i'm placing my bets this season my bookie is the place for football every week and my bookie has the has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least 100000 and it only costs 100 bucks to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb up the leaderboard and share your and score your share of a huge cash prize. And also, too, guys, the playoffs are up. And if you watched that playoff game last night, absolutely bonkers. Put some action on that. My bookie, that's the place to do it. Um, you know, it makes the game even that more crazy. Um, I would only recommend a service to my listeners that have been good to me. That's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. 
MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the under over on how many fantasy points a player scores each game. Now, right now, if you deposit, right now, MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. So guess what? You put in $500, they'll give you an extra $500. You put in $1,000, they'll give you another $1,000. So even more money to play with, uh, with football season, college football, MLB playoffs. I mean, I'm telling you, these playoffs are crazy right now. Just use promo code CHAIR to activate your offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. And don't forget to use a special promo code CHAIR when creating an account to claim your bonus. Terms and conditions apply. Bet, win, get paid. And like I said, here's my interview with Danny Rocket. The next guest on the All Angels podcast, uh, we're getting a little bit of outside perspective from what we do normally in Southern California, but someone that's watched Joe Madden the last five years he was in Chicago, I'd like to welcome Danny Rocket from the San Ranto podcast. How are you doing? Oh, you almost had it right. It's San Ranto. Ranto. Uh, Ron, that's yeah, like right. Ron San, like Ron Santo, but with the R and S switch. Oh, I see it now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. So, um, Kind of like we were talking about earlier, you know, Madden's out, Osmus is out. A lot of people down here in Southern California are really um, hoping for Joe Madden to come back to Anaheim. So I wanted to kind of get your perspective on his tenure in Chicago. I, I mean, look at the numbers. You would think he did a really good job and would get an extension only missing the playoffs this last year. Um, what was his kind of uh, reputation, I guess, in Chicago this, these last handful of years? Well, I mean, Joe Madden will always be a hero in Chicago because he brought the first uh, World Series in 108 years to us after years and years and years of ineptitude and losing seasons. So for that, we'll always be thankful to him. And, uh, you know, there's actually a lot of sadness in Chicago right now. Um, I, you know, I mean, I think it's it, there's kind of two-pronged, is that everybody – uh, agrees that Joe Madden was probably the best manager of our lifetime, uh, maybe since Frank Chance, you know, but you got to go back to like 1912 12 for that. Yeah, everybody agrees about that because he did bring us the World Series and all, you know, the great playoff run. Uh, but the other thing uh, about it is that Joe's voice in the clubhouse and with a team is very specific and it has a certain vibe to it. And I think that it, that the other thing that is also true is that it was probably time for a new voice for the group of players that the Cubs have. And Joe might, well, there might have been a disconnect with the front office on uh, some of this stuff. I'm not sure that stuff. Obviously, I'm not in those meetings. But um, so I think, you know, for the most part, we can see it both ways. And we're sad to lose him, but we're also thankful for what he brought us, too. Yeah, kind of talking about that uh, 2016 season where he did win the World Series. I thought at that point a lot of people were talking, you know, this this team, this young team at the time, would go on a run and maybe win another one or two World Series. Now, what, in your opinion, kind of happened? I mean, obviously you still made it to the playoffs the next two years and still win 90-plus games, but was there anything in those two years where it didn't really get to the World Series that you can see like Madden maybe messed up the somewhere along the line, whether it was like, you know, using the pitcher too much or anything like that. Well, personally, I don't think that the, uh, the last couple of years of not getting quite, because it's been worse every year, 2017 Cubs go to the NLCS. 
2018, they're knocked out in the wild card game. This year, Cubs don't even make the wild card game. Um, so there's nothing specific that Madden did that attributed to that. That you know, the same thing as other teams have lots of injuries, some uh, really bad signings. In fact, I think a lot of uh, Cubs Cubs fans would maybe be more apt to blame Theo for uh, if you're going to blame somebody, blame Theo for like maybe the signings of Brandon Morrow and uh, also the, uh, the uh, Jason Hayward, which has been kind of a disappointing contract for the most part. Um, you know, the, the other thing that Theo did was he fell too in love with his guys that he drafted during the really bad years when he had all those number one high draft picks. And so uh, players like Albert Almora um, didn't develop the way we thought. Um, there's not a single pitcher that really has started a game for the Cubs that has been developed by the Cubs. So all of our pitching is, is old and um, expensive, John Lester, Cole Hamels, you know. Uh, so, you know, th- those are all things that were foreseeable from the, the standpoint of the roster itself. That's on Theo. So, you know, to a lot of Chicagoans, Joe is getting the blame for some of Theo's failures. But then there's also some criticism about Joe and that we just needed a new voice in the clubhouse. And, um that could also be true because when he came through uh, five years ago and all the players were just up and young, you know, they were excited about the theme trips and like dressing like, you know, uh, dressing like anchor man, or they did an easy rider trip or they dressed like cowboys. And they, you know, I think that's a lot of fun. They had like zoo animals and face painters and magicians coming into the clubhouse. Like he keeps the atmosphere really light and free he's he's very new agey in his mindset and his um and his philosophy you know with lots of different catchphrases t-shirt slogans you know try not to suck uh don't let the pressure exceed the pleasure uh i mean i mean he's he'll have a new one for you every year if you guys get him but like i I, I think that's the right environment to set for a young team, you know, and it's possible that I think the players got stale, the team got stale because Theo kept a core of nine instead of four. And also at the same time, you know, Joe Madden, um, you know, probably maybe just got a little bit too, maybe he ran out of ideas. Like players were sick of the magicians and the farm animals and stuff. I think they all loved him, but I don't. A, a lot of the complaints was that maybe he didn't crack the whip hard enough back there, and that you know, too many loose ends with the team, people not being accountable for bad base running errors or bad uh, baseball plays, uh, you know, sloppy play, you know, which there's not an excuse for, um, just not having your head in the game. Um, so you know, if there was any complaint, it would be that. Plus, people don't like. He'll have a different lineup for you every day too, and so it, you can't. I don't know. I don't know how Osmus was. You know, switching guys around a lot. But you know, it's one one time a guy would be batting eighth, next day he's batting leadoff, and you're like, but he's our worst hitter. Why would you lead him off? And then you look at the stats, and they're like, oh, we went three for nine against this pitcher. I'm like, that shouldn't matter that much. You know, some small sample size somewhere. So, um, and in my opinion, just the eyeball test of it. It seemed that Joe, 
I mean, I think he was a little hamstrung by the roster itself. Like I said, like maybe, you know, some guys underperforming on the team that were supposed to perform. But, you know, at the same time, he seemed a beat behind this year. He seemed like, you know, maybe he, you, you know, like let's, you know how like when a pitcher goes out there and he walks the first guy on four or five pitches and nothing's even close, and you're yelling at the and you're yelling at the TV, get him the hell out of there, <laughs> you know, get him out, you know. But then he leaves him in, he walks the bases loaded, then he finally changes the pitchers. Like there was a lot, there were a lot of um, instances this year. Yeah, there was a bases loaded bunt everybody made fun of that didn't make any sense. You know, there, you know, so there's just certain things that didn't that didn't seem to gel. But you know, Joe plays his hunches maybe more than he should. Um, and you know, when when you when you're doing that, uh, you know, I'm sure he has numbers. But in this analytical game right now, you know, there's probably too many analytics for even him to sort through to really come up with a decision that's going to, you know, be the best in-game decision to do. A lot of people complain that he's a good personnel manager, a good team manager, but not a good in-game manager. And I don't know if that means anything to you, but uh, a lot of people say it. I don't. But a lot of people do, right? And kind of like what you're saying with the with the lineup changes. That's actually something you can kind of um, look back at the Socha era, especially the last part of the Socha era, where you know obviously Joe and Socha had a little um, were on each other's staffs, or Madden was on Socha's staff uh, for a while. But um, you're talking about analytics, and Billy Upper has has been known to be like an analytical uh, GM, and that was kind of where the headbutt started with Sosha and now Osmus and obviously moving on from Osmus. Is Joe a guy open to that even idea of it or is he more close off? I'm going to, like you said, go with my gut, go with the feeling at the time is. Yeah, I mean, absolutely he's open to it. and and But maybe in a, in a different way than maybe some of the, the nerdier managers uh, might go about it. Like, um, uh, I mean, Joe, I think, is a good balance between the two. In many respects, he was at the forefront of inventing analytics. You know, like the, I, a lot of people attribute, you know, using the shift it, it, defensively to Joe. Um, uh, or not specifically, but that he was around in that time. And, and, uh, and, um, I, and I think that's true. I think he does use a, a lot of analytics. But at the same time, it's not only analytics. So I think you've got that good balance of somebody that can tell what's going on with each individual personally on the team and uh, whether they're able to perform that day or in that situation and also knowing the numbers. He absolutely is would be known as an analytical guy. I just think that at this point in the game, other people, other managers are more analytical than Joe. Whereas once at one time, he probably would have been the most analytical of all of them, you know, more than a Dusty Baker or a Lou Pinella for sure. Right. Yeah. And that's probably partly coming from his time in Tampa Bay where they relied heavily on that kind of stuff with the payroll and, and the players that they had. Um, something that I guess angel fans had issues with Osmus with the lack of emotion shown in the dugout, whether it's a missed call, whether it's, you know, a call third strike that shouldn't have been a call third strike. How's Joe with that? Is Joe a wear the emotions on the sleeve kind of guy, or is he more of a stoic kind of um, stone face during the, during the games? Joe Madden is definitely a gifable manager. 
So <laughs> through, throughout the year, you know, it, Joe Madden will be a dugout, incredibly involved in every single moment of every game. And, yeah, if he didn't like what the umpire is doing, you'll, you could tell that it's on his face. So he can chirp. He'll chirp from the dugout quite a bit. Um, we had a fun moment this year where Chris Bryant actually had to hold him back from an umpire um, as as he got ejected from the game. Um, and and uh, as Chris was holding him back, you know, Joe Madden did this like fancy Michael Jackson esque spin move, you know, as he got kind of turned around on the field. But uh, no, he was ejected quite a few times. Uh, let's see how many times I'm looking. This uh, this year he was ejected three times from the game. That's pretty average for him. So I don't know what Ausmus did, but um, no, he he definitely shows emotion, and I think he brings out a lot of fun and emotion in his players. I think it's going to work best for some of your younger guys on the team. You know, like when you, I know, I mean, you're a pretty young team. Um, you know, with the exception of let's say Albert Pujols, yeah. you know. Yeah, obviously, he'd, he'd be your uh, your brings grandfather. A, yeah, it brings the average age way up. Yeah, it yeah it really does, and you know, and Joe's getting older too. I think we had him in his wheelhouse. You know, um, I think he probably just wants to do what, five more years and retire. I think the Angels. I mean, that's where he started, so I can see him wanting to come back, hang out with Tommy Lastella. You know, hang it. You know, uh, Trevor Cahill is he still going to be over there? No, he's he's not. And uh, that's a that's a sore subject for the Angel fans. But yeah, he had a one year deal, and I do not see them bringing him back at all. Mm. But Lestella is definitely a fan favorite. He has um, by his performance has won the fans over, and it was really unfortunate to see him uh, with the injury right before the All Star game, where he got um, voted in by the players and, and and other managers and stuff like that. So um, before I let you well, go. We- Go ahead. We we didn't we didn't have a second baseman all year, so we were really missing him because he was just a pinch hitter for us. We never even gave him a chance. So, you know, uh, now maybe Joe will be happy with his new toy, and I think he'll really love uh, managing somebody like Otani, or uh, who's that other two way player you guys have? Um, Jared Walsh. I mean, he's obviously yeah, yeah a two way player, but he's more of a hey, you're down by nine in the ninth, just go get three outs, or oh, we're up by. Nine and the nine and the eighth or whatever. When he used to get through this, he's not a what you would call a high leverage kind of reliever. Um, Otani is definitely the toy of a lot of managers' um, ideas or uh, ideal. So uh, he's going to be the guy. We got Otani coming back. Like you kind of mentioned earlier, we are fairly young. We have age at certain spots, like a Bullholz and Upton. Um, but yeah, we still have some youth coming up. Is he good about like you said the the whole magic? Uh, magician and animals, does that seem to really work well with the younger players that were coming through the Cubs? Well, it certainly did for us. And, you know, and it's even more, it's not just the off the fields or wackiness that you can expect from Joe. I mean, sometimes uh, you can expect some on the field wackiness. Like, you know, let's say there's like two lefty hitters coming up. And, you know, Joe will want to use a lefty against both of those hitters, but there's a righty in between them. Well, he would send Travis Wood out to left field to play left field for a batter, double switch that guy out, and then, uh, you know, and then uh, take and then take the left fielder 
i.e. the pitcher, <laughs> and bring him back in to face the you know the third batter. So it's like stuff like that. I, I think you can really, um, you know, depend on Joe to do you know kind of moving things around. Uh, definitely the you know position players pitching in blowouts, but that's pretty much league wide these days. And um, you know, I mean, I think he's a lot of fun. I think the the young players really respond to him. I think he keeps it loose and keeps the pressure off the players. That and that's something he wasn't able to do this year, as the players got older, as they're making more money, as the pressure from Chicago fans became greater and greater to like repeat, especially after. Theo Epstein basically threw the entire team under the bus at the end of last year, telling them that, you know, there would be a reckoning and, you know, we're not going to let this happen again. And then he did nothing. He signed, you know, a, a crappy middle reliever and a, and a utility man and Daniel Descalso and then thought that would be enough. It wasn't, um, you know, and I think all that, a lot of that extra pressure uh, was tough on the players this year. Also, I don't feel like Joe was allowed to manage in his final year. Like before he would, he'd release the, the lineup, you know, basically that day and nobody knew what they'd be doing or what position they'd be playing. And, you know, and then Joe would just release it and like, you had to trust that it'd be good. And then they made him read books like managing millennials for dummies. And um, yeah, th- this is the true story. And, and so you read that book and he's like, okay, they want more of an expectation about what we, you know, what we expect from them. So uh, I'm going to release some the lineups three days in advance and stuff. So he wasn't exactly to Joe was not being Joe this year, and uh, and it showed because it, it, it was a much worse year and it was a much less fun team. And a lot of that, you know, and a lot of the fun things that Joe's known for, like the theme trips and the and the magicians and the mimes and all that stuff. That went by the that went by the wayside this year as well. I think they only had one or maybe two theme trips this year. Or in the past, it was four or five. So definitely a disconnect between the the way that Joe had been running the team and then what it was like this year. I, I think a good young squad. You know, I, another team. I I think they match up with well as well as the Padres out there in Southern California because they've got that kind of young, loose squad out there, you know, as well. So uh, teams that are in re- rebuilding and stuff. But, man, Joe will love that Otani fancy new toy if he can get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like I said, a bunch of Angel fans are really hoping um, for him to come to uh, back to Anaheim. As far as his staff, has there any been any announcements as far as his staff? Uh, are they still there? Are they, have they been let go? Have you guys heard anything about that? Well, no, we haven't yet. Um, in fact, one of his bench coach, Mark Loretta, is uh, man is he's interviewing for the manager job, and probably, according to Chicago media, one of the front runners in the, you know, of the group. Uh, but uh, you know, his main guy for years was Davey Martinez, and you know, as we saw last night in the wild card game, you know, Davey Martinez seems to be pretty happy what he's doing, what he's doing now. So that was his main guy, and I think Davey came up under his tutelage. Um, ever since then, uh, another one of his bench coaches, uh, Brandon Hyde, was also hired away uh, after, I, was it 2017 or 18? Uh, I believe it was 18. I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, Brandon Hyde is now the manager of the Orioles. So, like, all of his coaches end up being managers. 
that's a really good sign. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're trusting somebody under Joe Maddon's tutelage to be your team's manager as you rebuild, I think that's saying a lot. Well, that makes sense now. That's the reason why the Angels might have got rid of their bench coach and pitching coach yesterday. So Angels have some openings, not only just manager. But, um, Danny, I'd like to thank you for your time. Again, that's the San Ranto podcast. And then they can get you at San Ranto, correct? Yeah, at Sunranto at Twitter, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Awesome, yeah. man. Thank you very well, much good. for your time. Yeah, good. Have, have, a, have a fabulous offseason. It, it came too soon for both of our Yeah, teams. exactly. You're absolutely right about that. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you later. All right, thanks. Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And that was my interview with Danny Rocket from the San Ranto podcast. Check it out. Follow him. Uh, like I said, I love talking to guys that are outside of our Southern California bubble that have different perspective on different guys and, and just different teams. So, again, um, I want to thank him for... Uh, the time uh, again, just making this kind of happen almost last minute with obviously the Osmus move, the the Madden move, all within this last week. Uh, crazy week, crazy week. So again, um, our regular podcast tomorrow, Thursday night. Send in the questions now, all angels podcast at gmail dot com or our Instagram and Twitter. That's Halo underscore Haven on both of them. Uh, again, we're gonna do awards. Thursday night, we got MVP, not named Mike Trout, Rookie of the Year, Pitcher of the Year, and the Newcomer of the Year. So definitely, if you want to get in on that, um, you know, give us your your winners, and then we'll compare them to ours, and, and we'll talk about it on the show. But definitely look out for the show tomorrow on our live stream. We'll live stream part of it like we normally do. Take questions there as well. But uh, rate, review, follow us, all that good stuff. Tell a friend, email a friend, text a friend. Uh, whatever it takes. But I just want to thank, again, Dan Ro- Danny Rocket for his time. And then we will see you guys tomorrow night for a regular podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. 
Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.